Welcome to Full Access OK. I'm Skyler Cooper here with Steve Berg. Glad to be here. And you know us from the KRMG Afternoon News. Weekdays, 4 to 6 p.m. on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. And a fun one today, Steve. We are back in downtown Tulsa. We hit up one of Tulsa's newer museums, actually. Newer in the grand scheme of things that might get overlooked. In fact, the man it's dedicated to is an Oklahoman who might get overlooked himself and has probably developed a larger following after his life than he did during his career. We are talking about Woody Guthrie and the Woody Guthrie Center, which is right across from Guthrie Green on Reconciliation Way between Boston and MLK Boulevard in the Arts District in downtown Tulsa, an area that, of course, has changed a lot for the better since I worked at downtown during my days at Channel 6 and Small World. The director of the Woody Guthrie Center, Katie Shaw, also worked at the old Channel 6 building back in the early 2000s. I thought we should start with this neighborhood where the Woody Guthrie Center is in the Arts District. There's so much around here that we were all just remarking it's so unrecognizable from Tulsa's past with Guthrie Green and the new big office building. Since you've been working in downtown, it's just a transformation, isn't it? It's 100% different, completely different than it was. I worked downtown um, when KOTV was at 3rd and Frankfurt, and you didn't stay past 5 p.m. You, you got off work and you left downtown. You didn't stay. There wasn't anything to do down here. Um, occasionally, there'd be a concert at Cane's or... You could go to a couple of restaurants, but there was nothing down here to do. And, and it's quite remarkable to see the change then as it is to now. What were you saying about the Guthrie Green lot you remembered from just being a well, gravel lot or something? Two square blocks of gravel and pavement and, you know, just chain link fence. Yeah, it's completely unrecognizable now. And, and I don't have the foggiest idea what this building used to be. This was a paper warehouse. And so before that, it was part of Greenwood, the Greenwood District um, at its heyday. So let's start in with what, we are, what we're doing here today. We're at the Woody Guthrie Center. Uh, I was kind of reading up, kind of brushing up on my Woody Guthrie history. Um, born in Okima. And I was just curious, we'll, we'll kind of backtrack, not necessarily go chronological here, but how did the Woody Guthrie Center end up in Tulsa? So the Woody Guthrie Center is really a testament to the love of family. Woody was just a, I, I always think of him as just a ball of energy that constantly in a, in a movement of creation, he wrote on everything, postcards, little pieces of paper he wrote he drew he painted he sculpted he carved he did everything and just really in a constant state of creation um and his family his his um second second wife marjorie kept all of it and had this wonderful archive of you know published pieces but also unpublished songs unpublished books poetry drawings everything that he did and and she kept it all um, just as a labor you know, of love to him and, and his creativity and for her children and family as well, a legacy. Um, that archive was kept by the family in New York for many years. And then um, there came the opportunity for the George Kaiser Family Foundation to purchase that and create this museum. The Woody Guthrie Center opened in 2013. So this is our 11th year. We'll be 11 years old in April. And we are... In an area where we have told the history, you know, we've done the sepia-toned history, and, and this is, you know, folk music and Woody, and where do we take that now? And that's that's what I'm working on right now. How do you 
make history relevant. Let's talk a little bit more about Woody's music. It's, it's folk music. I was reading a list of people who credit him as an inspiration. Uh, probably the most notable is Next Door with Bob Dylan, but there's so many people who, who look to him for inspiration. What do you think it was about his lyrics? Was it his playing? What sparked so much interest in him? I think, if, you know, if you look at a lot of the musicians and, you know, writers that come out of Oklahoma, they have a warmth and a humor that's relatable. Um, Woody spoke for a lot of groups that didn't have the platform to speak for themselves. He spoke on a lot of issues that needed light shown upon them. Um, and I think that his music was so relatable to those people. You know, it started in the Dust Bowl um, when he went to California, the Promised Land, migrant camps, and sees this horrible Promised Land <laughs> that was actually just awful. And speaking up for those migrant workers and the, you know, his song Deportees about the migrant workers that crashed in a plane crash and um, how devastating that was and nobody cared, but he did. And he wanted people to look at these issues and say, you know, this, there are things happening that we need to pay attention to. Um, Woody played with black musicians when you didn't do that. Um, Woody worked with female musicians when, and lifted them up uh, to a place beside him when usually you didn't do that. He was very much for the working man and woman and very much for you know equality and social justice. And I think people relate to that because it's, it's what they're thinking themselves. Probably most famous for this land is your land. I saw that I was just taking a picture of that exhibit over there. What does that song mean to people? It means different things to different people. Um, it, we call it kind of an unofficial national anthem. You hear it a lot, especially at political events. Um, but what most people don't realize is that's a protest song. Woody wrote that song as a counterpoint to the song God Bless America. And his question was, you know, is this land made for you and me? And if you look at some of the stanzas that most people don't sing in that song, you don't get down to fourth, fifth, you know, sixth, and if you look at those words, he's really questioning, is this land made for you and me? Is this the, you know, the land that we're promised? Um, and I think that's really incredible to be questioning that at that time period and then it blowing up and becoming so famous. It wasn't famous during his lifetime, but after his lifetime. Um, and that tells you that people really resonated with some of the message, but, but also they're not listening to the whole thing either. The fact that you mentioned a lot of people don't realize what's in the song, a lot of people don't know the full story of his life, hence the fact you guys are here, right? Absolutely. Um, Woody Guthrie was really just, uh, he was a complicated man, uh, very childlike, very um, just questioning and curious. But he was also very much for the common man. And these are my rights, these are your rights, these are our rights. Um, voting rights were so important to him. Um, he's famous for saying, you know, I'm gonna get this wrong. Is it left, right, left wing, right wing, chicken wing. You know, that's, it doesn't matter what you vote, but you have to vote, it's your right to vote. A sentiment that's not usually held today, honestly but telling his story and keeping him top of mind for visitors today. 
you mentioned his influences. You know, Bob Dylan was a big influence, was influenced by Woody Guthrie. Um, I venture to say there would be no Bob Dylan as we know it today without Woody Guthrie. Um, but you also have Bruce Springsteen, who was heavily influenced, John Mellencamp, Chris Christopherson, um, a lot of these people that reference that. Even today, you have Wilco, um, the Dropkick Murphys, you've got Tom Morello, who sung This Land is Your Land at the writer's strike in Hollywood just a couple of months ago. Woody is still very relevant today. I was just reading about Dropkick Murphys. Are you familiar with them, Steve? Mm. They're really cool music, and um, they actually recorded some of his lyrics, right? They did, yes. They recorded some of his unpublished lyrics, yeah. And that came about through, I guess, Woody's family? It did. Um, they hold a lot of the rights to his unpublished pieces, and um, they work with us, and they often open up things you know, that they hold, but they'll reference people here to come see things that are in collection and people can come and study and look at. We have a lot of musicians that come and look at his lyrics and his books and the things he drew and wrote um, for influence and to create something new. This place is really pretty, um, very well put together. What are some of the things people will see as they walk through the Woody Guthrie Center? The Woody Guthrie Center is a testament to Woody and his legacy. And I think the most that you're gonna take away from the Woody Guthrie Center is a curious hope and a, a, an uplifting to do good for all. You're gonna see instruments from Woody himself, but also people influenced by Woody, Pete Seeger, Bruce Springsteen, John Mellencamp. You're gonna see um, different exhibits. Uh, Phil Oaks, right now we have the War is Over exhibit on Phil Oaks's movement in the Vietnam War and what that meant and the legacy of that. We, are going, we have an exhibit right now called Children of Grass, Portraits of American Poetry, and it's famous poets that B.A. Van Sice has taken a picture to illustrate their poetry with. And it's a really kind of a surreal look at different pieces of poems, but it's all about creativity and reaching out and talking and, and keeping that connection with community. We have poetry performances um, usually every quarter, but we're ramping that up a little bit. We are looking at changing the permanent exhibits. We're looking at, this is where we've been for 11 years, where can we go? And I think the most important thing about the Woody Guthrie Center is that everybody is welcome here. Um, there is a voice for you, there is a place for you. I call it the kitchen table. Everybody's welcome at the kitchen table. You mentioned that you know, Woody is still uh, relevant today and still influences musicians uh, today, even modern musicians. Would we be surprised you're here all day, every day, you get to see who comes and goes? Would we as Oklahomans be surprised to find out who has been here and from how far away? Oh, absolutely. Just uh, about two weeks ago, Elvis Costello was here for a couple hours. Um, he big. was, yeah, he was traveling through town. His driver needed a rest and called up and said, hey, I'd like to come and spend some time. And, and he did. And he's lovely. Just a wonderful, you know, obviously a, a tremendously talented musician, but also a lovely person. And so um, we do get people yesterday. Joy Harjo was here walking through the exhibit and looking at her poetry and photographing the exhibit. We do get quite a few people that come through. Ethan Hawke, most recently, uh, while filming Reservation Dogs. Sterling Harjo comes in from time to time. Um, we've had 
everyone from Francis McDormand who came in on the sly to Bruce Springsteen and we had to make sure that everything was blocked off and no one could go, you know, could come in. It, it's, it's quite amazing. Visitors come from around the world. Yeah, it kind of goes right into what I was thinking of with other venues we've talked to and people who come for concerts at Canes or BOK or wherever they're playing, they want to hit Tulsa's music history and they go see Canes or Church Studio. And I imagine this is one of those stops. Absolutely. With, you know, Canes and Church Studio and then you have the Bob Dylan Center and the Woody Guthrie Center. It really is like a music row. Yeah. That's so cool. So you kind of already went there. We like to usually end with future looking. So it sounds like there may be, um, I mean, it sounds like it's cooking in your head right now. What can we do for the future here? Absolutely. And, you know, history is important and it's sometimes hard to make relevant, but what we're trying to do is bring Woody forward and to meet people where they are today. You know, we're in part of our exhibit, we talk about the Dust Bowl and how devastating that was. And it led to the, you know, migrant camps in California. That was a terrible act of ecological damage. We are still suffering from terrible acts of ecological damage. So how do we take that history and make it relevant to people today talking about global warming? Um, how do we take Woody Guthrie playing with Lead Belly and bring it forward today to civil rights and, and you know, equal opportunities to perform together? You know, there, there's really a lot of lessons that can be learned. And so bringing that history forward is what we're looking at. Katie, thank you so much. Of course, thank you so much. And Skyler, as is so often the case, as we've been doing this podcast, we found out it's, again, the out-of-towners who might have a greater interest in some of Tulsa's sites and attractions. In this case, as we found out, some pretty famous out-of-towners, too. And nothing wrong with that, necessarily. That's the whole point of tourism, right? To get those out-of-town folks. But hopefully people who live here in the Tulsa area will also get out and appreciate this hidden gem. Really is a hidden gem down there. And it's one of many cool attractions in the ever-changing, ever-growing Arts District in downtown Tulsa. And Steve, next week, we're just going to go next door and visit the Bob Dylan Center. Yeah, they're connected. In fact, to get to the Woody Guthrie Center, we went through the Bob Dylan Center. We decided we need to do a podcast on this one, too. Yeah, check that out next Thursday. This has been Full Access OK. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.